time for the Morning Blitz with Ross Volkmer. That broadcast school has really paid off. And Christian Peck Dimmitt. Do you want to keep this job? Shut up, listen, learn. The region's only local sports talk show. Discussing it all from the preps to the pros. What time is it? Dancing! Simulcasting on AM 730 Fox Sports Tri-State. Streaming online at nwksradio.net and the Rocking M app. They are everywhere. The Blitz is presented by the insurance agency, the Farmer State Bank in Oakley, the Cowboy Corner Express, and Equity Bank of Hoxie, Quinter, and Grinnell. Stop what you're doing and listen. Fourth at quarterback, the third leading rusher for Bowling Green. Looks like he wants to run it, but instead finds Keith again. This time, all the way to the end zone. Touchdown, Bowling Green. Amos bumps it to the outside. He's got space, and he's going to get the touchdown. And it's over. Three ball for Texas. Swindle again trying. K-State gets on it. Two blockers go up on Soseski. So Smith with a clean look. Block on her. Tough night for Wittes. Swindle tried to finish, could not. Solseski gets a slam and finishes herself. Four for Solseski. First and goal. He gets the carry. Has a hole, and Penny Boone is in there. His second rushing touchdown of the night. A throw, a little trick play, and Eastern Michigan has found the end zone. And good Thursday morning, everybody. You're listening to the Morning Blitz on 1025 UROC, AM 730, Fox Sports Tri-State. Of course, also online at nwksradio.net. Thank you so much for tuning in here on this Thursday morning, no matter what way you are doing so. We are glad to have you with us. Once again, a cooler start today than it was yesterday. Temperature expected to be a little bit warmer, 56 degrees on our way to... Uh, sorry, I should say a high of 56, but right now currently sitting at 31 degrees, our temperature here on this Thursday morning. I'm Ross Volkmer, Christian Peck Dimmitt with us as well here on the show. Uh, Christian, good morning. How are, how's life treating you on this Thursday? Life is treating me well. I, I think I said earlier this week uh, that we kind of got a stiff arm, so to speak, to the um, it being 30 degrees while you're walking to your car. Clearly, the stiff arm did not last. It was a me throwing a stiff arm instead of Derrick Henry throwing a stiff arm uh, <laughs> because it was 30. It was 30 walking to my car this morning. You were, so you were saying a little yesterday, unfortunate. You were saying yesterday in our meeting, you know, that this is balmy weather compared to what you're in the great hand of Michigan. This is, this is very true. Um, uh, more than a week into November, I mean, there's – there's snow more than there's not snow by this time uh, up in Northville. I know um, we're, we're kind of on the same latitude as uh, my alma mater, who's also in Michigan. And it was two weeks ago that I'm getting pictures of practice in the snow for their football team. Uh, so I, I do appreciate it being this warm this long. So I, I guess I just can't complain. Yeah, see, for you, it's like moving to Arizona if we were to go to Arizona. For you, it's like coming <laughs> down here is like us going to Arizona. That's what I'm trying to exactly. say. Exactly. That's what it's That's like. That's exactly right. Uh, full show ahead today on this Thursday. Since we have no show tomorrow, that's another programming reminder, no show tomorrow here on the Morning Blitz. But we will be uh, back, of course, on Monday, but no show tomorrow. We will have... Uh, some other great stuff going on uh, today, including making some picks based upon 
uh, what we have going on with the, with the game. So we'll be making some picks today. We'll be talking a little bit about high school football as well, touching on that with the three remaining high school football teams. We'll touch on that in our second segment. As once again, Aaron Schrammick is our guest. He is joining us, uh, Rollins County head football coach, talking to him about uh, upcoming Buffalo football game uh, for the Buffalo. So we will get to all that coming up here uh, in today's program. So we will get to that coming up here in just a little bit uh, here on the Morning Blitz. Uh, I do want to get to our NFL Power 5, which we will hear in just a little bit. Christian, what were you watching last night? Were you watching the Maction? <laughs> were you big into that? You know what? I was I was following the Maction, but you you should know by now that you should you should probably be able to guess what I was doing, which was watching the NBA. Um, watched the Pistons almost beat the Bucks, which uh, if you follow the Detroit Pistons at all, you know almost beating a team is the bar for us right now. That's a that's a win in my book. Uh, and then I watched Denver take down Golden State in what ended up being a very good game. Uh, but, yeah, I was following along with the Maction. I admit I did not tune in and watch any Maction last night. Oh, um, I was I was not. Actually, it was kind of a sports decleansing night. I didn't watch a lot of sports last mm. night. I checked in. I do have to give a shout-out to volleyball. Uh, last night, Kansas State took down Texas, the number three team in the country, at home in straight sets, 25-22, 25-22, By the way, that snapped a 39-match losing streak to Texas for Kansas State. I tell you what, you want to know one guy who's living high on the hog? One guy that is living high on the hog is Gene Taylor. Gene Taylor, mm. athletic director for Kansas State. That guy has, everything he has touched has turned to gold. Bringing in Chris Kleiman, playing Big 12 title. Jerome Tang, an Elite Eight run. Uh, he brought in this new head coach for volleyball this year, Jason Mansfield. 14-10 and 10 with five ranked wins for Kansas State Volleyball. Everything wow. Gene Taylor touches is gold. There's going to be a statue of Gene Taylor, uh, you know, 20 <laughs> years from now on the campus of Kansas State. There will be. Uh, he's, he's fundraised all this money to get their facilities completely brand new and, and sparkling and looking like some of the best in the country. It's amazing when you take a stroll around Manhattan, especially on campus in the athletic world, and you're just like, that's new. That's just a couple years old. That's just a couple years old. That's new. It's amazing. Gene Taylor is living high on the hog, as we like to say. So a very impressive showing from Kansas State last night. They got a big win in volleyball. I, I enjoy watching volleyball, uh, especially collegiate volleyball. It is high, uh, high entertainment. Uh, with some oh, of those yeah. young ladies, unbelievably uh, amazing athletes. Watching them play volleyball. So, uh, congratulations to Kansas State on that. So, yeah, there we speaking go. Speaking of, speaking of the uh, Colby Trojans here, their volleyball team didn't play. I don't have any score updates, uh, but their uh, bracket, their matchup, is released, I believe, at noon today. Is that what it is? NJCAA. Um, I think they're they're doing a well. I know they're doing a little show, um, you know, a, a watch party, so to speak, for that release. And what the part that I think, I think there's free food there. So hopefully, I'm not pointing you. Uh, are you to, are you saying that you're going to be there to get free food? Is that what you're I, saying? I just might. I was more <laughs> suggesting that there might be free food for others there, but I may also indulge. Yes. There you go. Uh, yeah, that watch party. I, I didn't know that was today. I knew they were having a watch party. Uh, once again, if you haven't heard, Colby Community College Volleyball going to the national tournament for just the second time in the school's history. I don't know the first time. I admit, I, I don't know when that 78. was. 78? Right. All right. That's that's Which a great stat. A I love it. I mean, they had rally scoring. It was a whole <laughs> different. I mean, 
there this was, was not, different volleyball back then. There is not much better improvement to a sport than getting rid of rally scoring and going to uh, what it is right now. Uh, this is great. So, yes, that's a, that's amazing. Really, really good. Um, anyway, just a few odds and ends to kick off the show this morning. Like I said, we got a full show ahead. We'll get to some picks. We'll talk some high school football with Aaron Schrammick. Uh, we've got all that coming up on the Morning Blitz. But we, because it is a Thursday... We have to do our NFL Power 5. And so yesterday we did our cultural Power 5, and today we do the NFL Power 5. And Christian, I'm going to give you the, the choice of who gets to go first. If you want to go first, if you want yours truly to go first, you just uh, take your pick here, and we will get going on the NFL Power 5. Now, we're going to go. I'm going to go first only because I, I think my number 5 might not be on your list. Okay. So i got to sneak them in there. Um, okay. The commanders. So we'll, we'll, at, we'll yeah. get going. Let's let's get to the music and then we'll go. Here we go. All right. Once again, the Power Five is the top five games. Got our eyes on this weekend. Let's get it going. The power Five, number five. Number five, the Commanders at Seattle. Um, I've I've talked to you before about how I just love watching Terry McLaurin and Brian Robinson work. Sam Howell's, of course, a work in progress, particularly because of the offensive line, not necessarily because uh, of his play, though there are certainly some inexperienced decision-making if you watch any of those games. But they're both in very tough divisions. Seattle's kind of tied there with San Francisco and Washington sitting behind Dallas and Philly, where you essentially, realistically, even though Seattle's tied right now, both teams have to look at the NFC wildcard race, if anything. And I think for both of them, uh, this weekend's game is big because you've got a tough but a beatable opponent. You're not going to believe this, but that was my number five as well. Uh-huh. Washington at Seattle is. And once again, I couldn't agree more with Christian. I don't even want to repeat everything he said, but I'm going to say this. I really like Sam Howell. I like the way he's played. He's been very impressive. If you're a Commander fan, you've got to feel really good about your quarterback situation going forward. I think Sam Howell is the real deal. I think he's really good. Uh, The former North Carolina Tar Heel. And Seattle features a great defense with a great coach. Uh, And Geno Smith has not had as good a year as he had last year in his Comeback Player of the Year award winning season. Um, But uh, still a great... I, I like watching Sam Howell and I like seeing how he'll handle the road conditions in Seattle in a tough place to play at Lumen Field. So, yes, I would agree on number five, being commanders at Seahawks on the NFL Power 5. Let's move into number four. Number four is going to be, I've got Christian's Detroit Lions at the Los Angeles Chargers. This is number four for me. Reason why I've got this one at number four is... I would love it to be higher. I just I can't trust the Chargers anymore. I can't do it. I want to. I want to trust the Chargers, but I can't. And I, I hate to point the finger, but it's got to be on the coach. There, once again, I will say this until the cows come home. There are so much. There's so much talent on the LA Chargers roster. Herbert Eckler, three to four wide receivers. A really good couple of tight ends. They've got it all they want right there. They've got two great pass rushers in Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa. When both franchises would love to just have one of those guys, they have two. <laughs> and they've got great help on the back end. And so, Kenneth Murray, I think, is a pretty good linebacker and very athletic out of Oklahoma. They have it all, but they're only 500. So don't give me this. The Lions are the better football team here. Their defense is stouter. They run the ball well. They don't shoot themselves in the foot. 
I like the way the Lions play. They're old school. They're Big Ten. They're run it down your throat. I like Detroit Lion football. I do. I think the Lions win. The spread is uh, Detroit three on the road at SoFi. Why can't the Lions win by six or so? That's my opinion. I don't trust the Chargers. Until the Chargers do something to gain my trust back, I will not trust them. That's why they're my number four. That's very interesting. You know it was on my list, of course, as well. I had them up at number three uh, because of, I think, the exciting factor. I think both of these offenses have potential to be big play offenses, Lions, to a lesser extent. Though David Montgomery will be back, I think that gives us a, a punch in the Huge. mouth factor that we were missing. Huge. Oh, yeah. That guy, oh, like, yeah. we've talked about him. He's, uh, he was on our list of uh, new face and new place. He's, he's right. great. He's phenomenal. David Montgomery, was yeah. he's a great running back. Really, really good. He's Former Iowa State mo- Cyclone. No, that's true. He's the motor of this, uh, this ball club. I had him up at number three. I think it'll be a more exciting game. I think the Chargers find a way to hang with. But I do get the idea that it might end up being uh, – maybe pushing a double-digit ball game. I think the Lions are just better. Uh, At my number four, I did have uh, Texas and Cincy, though. All right, let's move on to... Number three. Number three. Who's number three for you? Well, I had the Lions and Chargers. Okay, so uh, I guess you're right. Go back to your four, then. Your four, then, is Cincinnati and... Texans at Cincinnati. The Bengals are, of course, resurgent, and I think this quarterback battle is going to be one heck of a matchup. The way C.J. Stroud is playing... The, he's elevating guys like Nico Collins, a Michigan grad, and Tank Dell uh, to to another level. They're both realistic. I'm a, I'm a huge Michigan fan, of course, and Nico Collins, I think if you ask any Michigan fan, could probably tell you he's going to be good at the next level. But what he's doing as quickly as he's doing it, it's not him. It's C.J. Stroud, right? And he's, he's making something out of a very nothing situation. I think that's awesome. Uh, and I think they're able to hang with Cincy, who, of course, is resurgent in the last couple of weeks. Joey B is coming on. I think it's going to be a great back-and-forth matchup. I would agree on all those. Uh, a lot of those thoughts. Um, they are in my honorable mention. If I had to have an honorable mention grouping, I would throw that game in the honorable mention. On to my number three. I'm going Browns-Ravens at number three. The Cleveland Browns at five and three. The Baltimore Ravens at seven and two. Uh, and this one could honestly flip-flop with my number two. I, it, they're pretty much on the same exact page for me. But 5-3 and three Browns at 7-2 and two Ravens. The Browns have shown life, folks. They really have. They have pieces offensively. Deshaun Watson, when he actually plays, is pretty good. Um, and they have some okay weapons around him to get it done. The Ra- and, and their defense is elite. I think it's if it's not number one, it's got to be a top three defense in the NFL. The Cleveland Browns do. They're good. Thing is, the Ravens are a top five defense as well. So this is going to be a great defensive matchup. And you got two quarterbacks that are pretty good. I mean, Lamar Jackson is elite, an elite athlete. And to watch him play, I've mentioned how he's probably one of the more exciting players I love to go watch and see in person because he's just that good when he's on. Um, but this game, and not to mention it's a divisional game. Those always make it more, and it's always more challenging because you play each other every single year. So give me Browns, Ravens at my number three. Who's the, and then your number three, once again, was the Lions and the Chargers, correct? That was Lions-Chargers. Up at number two, I had Browns and Baltimore. The AFC North has all four teams, two games above 500. Cincinnati, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, and Baltimore, 5-3, five 5-3, and 5-3, five and, five and, and then Baltimore at 7-2. and two. Great division. You're right. The Great division, and that makes these divisional matchups all the more, I mean, tense. 
you if you're looking for an exciting matchup, I think this gives it to you. Baltimore, uh, not one but two elite NFC teams. They've embarrassed those being the Lions and Seattle in back-to-back weeks. And I, I think they make this a very good game. I think the only reason it stays close and exciting is exactly what you talked about, that elite Browns defense. Just, I mean, incredible. They can hang with anyone the way that defense plays. All right, let's move on. I'll throw in – I'm going to throw in number two here because you kind of given away your number two. So I'll throw in my number two. And my number two, number two. would be – and this is where I th- we're going to disagree, and that's fine. I'm, I'm glad we have oh. it. But number two is uh. Monday Night Football's matchup, the Broncos at the Bills. Why this is number – and I said this game could easily flip-flop with number three. But I don't know. I just wonder. And maybe – one sometimes games go higher to me because I want to see something. I want I have a curiosity mm. factor, and that's why it makes it interesting to me. And that's what the Power Five is. It's like what games will I have my on? Does it be the best matchup of the game? But which game will I be most intrigued to see how it all comes out? And this is one of those. You have a Bills team that is, for the be- lack of a better word, they've kind of scuffled this year. I don't think they've played up to their standard. I don't think. So they haven't played very good. So I-, I look at this Bills team as being beatable by middle-of-the-range teams, including the Denver Broncos, who I think are in that. And let's not forget that the Broncos came and beat or took down the Chiefs in their last game. That was their last game, you know, because they had a bye week last week. So they're still riding high on that. They had chances to get rejuvenated, rest up. I know they're going on the road to Highmark Stadium. Who knows? There might be a blizzard in Highmark Stadium. We never know. That's the place where I feel like the winter starts the most and lasts the longest. But I, I, I don't know. I Just something about this says, you know, Russell Wilson, for all the flack he's taken, to have over 1,600 yards passing and uh, 16 touchdowns, just four picks, is pretty good. Uh, you know, I would take that. And, you know, they're running the ball a little bit better. Their defense has shown signs. I think they have enough defense to probably slow down Josh Allen, especially with his turnover problems that he has at times. I think this game could be entertaining. Monday Night Football might actually not have a turd on their hands this Monday night. We'll see. We'll see. I, once again, I know it's a reach probably for number two. It could easily have been number three for me. But I don't know, this, this game has something to it. There's something about it. Did I convince you? You, you know what? You did. <laughs> I had them as an honorable mention. Uh, I don't like them as high as number two, but I do think this is going to be a pretty good game. I know that in the last uh, two of their last three games, they've held the Chiefs to very low point totals, I believe under 20 each time. And I know that you contribute that mostly uh, to the Chiefs kind of stumbling on offense a little bit. And not that they have elite wide receivers, but to be honest with you, I get more to a resurgent Broncos defense. And this offense this year hasn't been awful especially compared to exactly what ross said he's hitting the you know the the nail on the head here all the flack they've been getting russ wilson aside from some glaring moments of obvious kind of pocket uncomfortability which is odd for a veteran of course he's looked pretty sharp i i think this ends up being a good game uh for just about every reason that ross listed Uh, and i think we've got an obvious number one coming up here yeah, by the way, before we do that, the text line, Broncos fan Michael texts in. Going to be a different second half of the season of the Broncos. Got a feeling we're going to get that wild card go Broncos. Oh, okay, Michael, might be a stretch there on the on the wild card. But I think it, honestly, I do think the Broncos do have a solid, a solid second half of the season. Just remember, they got a new head coach. They're learning a whole new system. If they can stay healthy, they can learn a few things. I think they might be in actually a pretty good spot. All right, where are you going for uh, number one? 
the way this is all shaking out, Ross, I think I think we're we, gonna we're have on the same, same page here. here. There's there's a number yeah. one. It's a clear number uh, one. 49ers at Jacksonville. Uh, the the somehow somehow Jacksonville has flown under the radar despite being six and two and having looked pretty solid, especially in the second half uh, of this or you know the second quarter. Uh, of the season so far. Obviously, the Niners have been dominant. Debo's coming back this week. I know that, especially because he's on my fantasy team. And I have seven <laughs> players, seven players, Ross, on bye this week. That'll hurt. Uh, so it's nice to get him back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it will. And they're all starters. Uh, seven players uh, back uh, out for me, but Debo back in and back in for the 49ers, which means, obviously, from when we saw them missing him, an awful lot to this ball club. They're getting healthy, and when they're healthy, plus Chase Young, just an incredible team to watch, talent everywhere, and I think Jacksonville kind of sneaks in and makes this a very, very close game. Yeah, this is my number one game as well, obviously. The thing that's interesting is you had the Jacksonville Jaguars get off to an 0-2 start. Most people didn't see that, but mm-hmm. they've rattled off six straight wins, whereas San Francisco started the season off 5-0. and Now they've lost three straight. And Debo Samuel's been out for these games, and that must be the reason. That that better be the reason. If they don't win this game, I mean, people are going to be down Kyle Shanahan's throat. I can guarantee you that. Be like, why why in the world are you not winning? You got your guy back. Uh, you know, so we'll see. That this here's the thing that I like. San Francisco is just a phenomenally ran franchise. The way they work with uh, you know, uh, Lynch, their general manager, and think about the pieces that they pull in. You know, Chase Young, as you mentioned. All these other guys that they brought, Christian McCaffrey a year ago, they bring in all these star players, they bring them all in, and they make a really, really good team around a solid quarterback. I'm not going to say he's great, he's a solid quarterback, (laughs) is Brock Purdy. I knew that was coming. Whereas Jacksonville is, I don't think they're maybe the most talented team around, but they have a really talented quarterback, I think, in in just in Lawrence, um, in Trevor Lawrence. The thing about Lawrence is, is that everyone got on his case for his first rookie season. Look, man. You're going to have some struggles as a rookie. It's the way it's going to go. But he's finding his stride. I know he has nine touchdowns to four picks, but he's almost got 2,000 yards pass. And those numbers still, by the way, way behind Brock Purdy. But I feel like Trevor Lawrence is working with less clay than Brock Purdy is at this point in time. So to get to 6-2, and Jacksonville's got a really good defense, which ought to be interesting to see if they can slow down this uh, 49ers offense. But, yeah, I couldn't agree more. This, to me, is the runaway number one game in the NFL Power 5. 49ers-Jags. No doubt about that. So, there you go. Our NFL Power 5 here on this Thursday for what is week 10 of the NFL football season. We're past the halfway mark. Hard to believe. It's flying by. But we're, we're, flying we're past by. the halfway mark. Okay, real quick, before we get cut, get the call to Aaron Tromick here, I have got, uh, I've got a great quiz question for you. So, Uh-oh. the stat of the day yesterday, and this is an amazing stat, but the stat of the day yesterday was about rookie quarterbacks. Okay. So Tommy DeVito is going to start for the Giants here on Sunday. He is already the tenth rookie quarterback to start a game this year. The most rookie starters we've seen in a season since. What do you think? Ooh, great question. Um, twenty sixteen. Nineteen fifty. Most rookie starters since nineteen fifty. You weren't even your folks weren't even a thought probably back then. Uh, even if you want to zoom out further, 46 quarterbacks have started a game this year, 14 of whom did not begin this season as a starter. Fun fact for you there. Yeah. And this is my favorite one because I aced this test, and this is the test for you. 
Without cheating, can you name the colleges for these quarterbacks that have started a game in 2023? Tommy DeVito. Where do they go to college? Tommy DeVito, Tyson Bagent, Aiden O'Connell, Clayton Toon, and Jaron Hall. Can you name any of those where they went to college? I don't think I can name a single I one. Went a, I head. went a perfect, perfect wow. five for five. Wow. DeVito graduate. He was at Illinois. Tyson Bagent, Shepard Division II. Aiden O'Connell, Purdue. Clayton Toon, Houston, Jaron Hall, BYU. Boom. <laughs> and I did not cheat. I was laying in bed this morning. I saw that question. I rattled it off in my head. So you got the D two too. That's right. That's impressive. I, if you that's hit, where I that's where I should get it. Come on. Yeah. Hey, I'm a D two guy as well. So you know that's 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 my thing. I, I like the D two programs. I got a lot of respect for D two programs. And I think it'd be cool if Tyson Bajan wanted to hang around in the NFL for a while. It'd be a great story. I don't <laughs> think it's going to happen, but it'd be great to see it. All right. That does it for our first thing. We'll take a break. We come back. Rollins County head football coach Aaron Trauma going to join us next. We'll talk some high school football with him. You're listening to the Morning Blitz.